the Go Gopher Podcast with Mike Grimm, episode number 58. I am Mike Grimm, voice of the Golden Gophers, and welcome back to the podcast. We're talking gopher hockey and more today with gopher great Pat Micheletti, one of our all-time favorites. He's making his first appearance on our Go Gopher Podcast, and we're thrilled he's joining us. I know you'll enjoy his insight and his stories. We'll talk about this year's Golden Gopher men's hockey team, currently ranked number two and a legit national title contender. Pat Micheletti from the first family of gopher hockey. Stay with us. The talented Pat is our guest on the Go Gopher Podcast, episode 58. Our Go Gopher Podcast is presented by alumni-owned Sunbelt Business Advisors and True North Mergers and Acquisitions. If you're a business founder planning to exit your business, start by contacting Sunbelt Business Advisors and True North Mergers and Acquisitions. Sunbelt serves more businesses up to $5 million in revenue than anyone, and True North M&A serves companies with revenues up to $150 million. Get a confidential, no-cost, no-obligation business valuation start today. Make the most of your life's work. Visit sunbeltminnesota.com or tnma.com today. We're also glad to be affiliated with Affinity Plus Federal Credit Union. Affinity Plus has been a longtime Gopher supporter. Affinity Plus is your local credit union throughout the state of Minnesota. Find out more at affinityplus.org slash gophers. Our podcast is also brought to you by State Farm Agent Tony Hoagland at champlininsurance.com. We invite you to subscribe to the Go Gopher podcast. Podcast. You can go back and listen to the Go Gopher podcast from weeks gone by. In fact, last week we had a great show with Golden Gopher softball star Natalie Den Hartog. And if you missed it, I promise you'll enjoy the conversation. So go back and have a listen. Our podcast is free to subscribe and it's free to listen at any time. This week, it's episode 58 with one of our all time favorites, Pat Micheletti. He joins us next. I'm Clay Geary, walk-on, turn scholarship, wide receiver for Gopher football. And I'm Ben Utek, U of M alumni, Super Bowl champion, and Tony Dungy Uncommon Award winner. We understand championship culture, which is why we're part of the True North family of companies. True North invests in only elite teams, like the champion team at Sunbelt Business Advisors. With more brokers, buyers, and offers, Sunbelt gets owners 15% more than the market average. Learn more about this True North company at sunbeltminnesota.com. Hi, Gopher fans. Switching is easy. We do it all the time. We switch on lights. We switch TV channels. We switch on the TV. And with the new transfer portal, some college students even switch colleges, which can seem crazy to us diehard fans. But what's not crazy is how you can switch and save with State Farm. In fact, my agency can switch you over so we can start saving today. My team is ready to welcome you to the State Farm neighborhood and show you it is, in fact, easy to switch and save. When you want the real deal, check us out at champlininsurance.com. Like a good neighbor state farm is there it's episode 58 my pleasure to welcome to the go gopher podcast for the first time this is episode 58 and we have the pride of hibbing minnesota with us pat micheletti pat how are you uh i'm great mike and uh, i've been looking forward to joining you for a long time so I'm uh, I'm happy that we were able to do this. Yeah, and uh, through the wonders of technology, I'm sitting here in the Twin Cities in the studio, and you are in Chicago getting ready to do some Big Ten Network work this weekend as the Golden Gophers, ranked second, are at Penn State. So uh, I appreciate you while you're on the road being able to uh, to do this, but it also makes for a great podcast because there's certainly a lot to talk about. Um and, and I wanted to ask you, uh, first of all, just about this Gopher hockey team, right number two. They had been number one until last week. They had that blemish. Really didn't play well either night, I don't think. I was actually at the game 
Pat, I, we drove into Madison on Friday, so we watched that one in person at the Kohl Center. I'd never been to a, I've been to basketball, as you would know, there, but not hockey. So it was fun, although, you know, geez, Wisconsin did not have a lot of fans there Friday. And then uh, nothing on Saturday night, couldn't get anything going. Is that something to be concerned about right now, or is that just a, a blip in the, uh, in the screen here in your mind? Well, I, you know, I, 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 I thought about this a lot and, you know, I had to go back to the days when I was playing and, um, you know, some people might look at it as, uh Oh, you know, start to slide this, that, the other thing. But, um, and then I thought, you know what? I, I, in, in fact, I remember going into Wisconsin, I believe it was either my junior or senior year and we had won the first night and guess what? We lost the next night, like eight to one or nine to one. And, you know, I thought, you know, hey, did we leave there thinking that we're not a very good team? Did, did you know, did we lose something? And the answer was no. The answer was, you know what? We got beat tonight. We didn't play very well. They played very well. And you tip your hat to them and, and, and you get back to work. And, and, and as you know, Mike, being in this uh, industry for, for as long as you have, um, we're dealing with 18, 19, 20 year old kids. And, you know, as good as they are, as talented as they are, sometimes you just don't know what you're going to get on a particular night. And, um, and you hope it's there every night, but unfortunately it's not. So, um, and, 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 you know, there's two teams out there that both want to win and they both want to compete. And, uh, and you know it 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 happens. So uh, I wouldn't read too much in uh, into the loss. Um this past weekend. Yeah, and, and hockey in and of itself is kind of built that way. You know, it's more set up that, uh, you know, a few bounces here or there, there's upsets more often. Like if if a, a team that's okay can beat a team that's really good, um, and now I don't think the Gophers play particularly well, but even so, uh, a, a team that's really good can play well and still lose more in hockey. Like if a good basketball team at the college level plays a poor basketball team and the good basketball team plays well, it's almost always a good team's going to win. And and right. sometimes in hockey, that isn't the case, just the nature of the game. I mean, you're trying to put this puck into the net with a guy that's big standing in front of it, a bunch of guys in between, you know? Well, I tell you what, and, and you know, the, the, the biggest change for me in the last 10, 15, 20 years, the, the coaching and the teaching has gotten significantly better and the, the uh, strategy behind it. And, uh, you know, I look, you know, on any given night in college hockey, team number one in the country can lose to team number 62. And, and that's based on all of the factors that you said, and then I'll add in there, you know what, you know, with the, the, the coaching and the strategy um, it's the parody in college hockey is, is off the charts uh, these days. And, and so um, if you don't bring, you know, your, as we like to call it a game, uh, you have a good chance of, um, of getting beat. Yeah, the one thing, too, with the Gophers I fall back on, we know they have good coaching, right? They're, that's that's yep. not a debate. And we know they have really good players. That's not a debate. And at the end of the day, if you have those two things, all you can do is is you know drop the puck and see where it takes you. Because uh, even you know you got a sixteen team field when it gets to that point for the uh, for the national tournament, yep. and if you played that thing seventy five times, all sixteen teams probably win it at least once, right? I mean that's just the nature of of how it goes. I mean maybe maybe fourteen of the sixteen win it at least once, and the best very best team might out of seventy five team times if you played it win it what twenty? 
Something like that? Yeah. I mean, hey, listen, it, it's easy. It's very, very easy to lose. It's really, really, really hard to win. And, um, you know, you need everything going. You need, you you know, you know, let's talk hockey, right? We're talking hockey. You need your power play. You need your penalty kill. You need really good goaltending. You, you need to be in a rhythm. You need to be healthy. You need, you know what? You need luck. You need breaks. Because you said it, one one instance during a game can can change the whole outcome, the whole trajectory of the game, and uh, you know that's why you know we love the game so much, and and you know so many things can happen on on any particular night, and uh, you know and 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 that's what this time of the year is to get all the kinks out, to get ready, and uh, and get yourself in fine tune uh, for the playoffs. Question I have for you: the, the Gophers were coming off of a bye week heading into Madison last week. Um, obviously, I mean, I say obviously. I mean, it would take a miracle for them not to win the Big Ten and get the bye, right. and that gives them another week off uh, heading into then the Big Ten tournament. Um, is is that something to worry about? Do you think that 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 they? Because uh, I think this is. I'm not saying a pattern, but you know, sometimes uh, weeks off aren't the greatest thing. No, I'm, I'm certainly not going to use um, and 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 I know they they are probably not using that as an excuse either either for the loss last weekend um, against um, uh, the last place team in the conference, Wisconsin. Uh, but uh, knowing Bob, knowing Bob, they don't want they don't want weeks off now. Um, uh, you know, you you want to keep playing. You want to you know the competition. You don't want to get stale. Um, all, you know all of that. But um, you certainly. Uh, you certainly don't use it as an excuse. Um, you know, you kind of look at it as, hey, we get, you know, maybe rest up some guys, uh, get some guys healthy, get everybody healthy. And 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 listen, um, more than likely they are, you know, uh, for them not to win the league championship, um, the you know, the, the regular season, uh, it, it, they'd have, you know, it, it it's, it's just not going to happen. Right. Um, and, you know, we know they're probably going to be a number one seed in the tournament. But. You know, it, it, it's just about getting ready to play uh, and not taking anything for granted uh, heading into the playoffs. That top line I saw, I forget who it was, somebody uh, talk about Nyes, Cooley, and Snuggerud, that if that line just, if you just put NHL sweaters on them and dropped them into a middle-of-the-pack kind of NHL team and they were a third or fourth line, that you wouldn't think anything of it if you didn't know who they were. Are they that good, do you think? Um. Uh, here's how I'm going to answer it. Okay, they they will all play in the NHL. Um, nice first, um, Cooley and and Snuggeru to follow. Um, that's very very lofty. Yeah, it's it's it, and listen, I and you know we're talking about two first round picks, but <laughs> you're going from college to a man's league, yeah. and 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 to say that they could jump right in as a line, I say no. Yeah. Um, can they jump in with a team and, uh, you know, guys playing with some veteran guys and learning the ropes? Uh, you know, it's a, it's a completely different animal as a line. Um, not ready yet, uh, but man, they are the best line in college hockey. They all will play in the NHL sooner than later. Um, and 
I'll leave it at that. Yeah, it, it's been fun to watch too. And um, I, you're you're the hockey guru. Uh, I, I've just kind of you know I'm a newcomer to this game. How much I love it now. I didn't know anything about college hockey until I moved here. You know, just like 18 years ago. And now we're right. driving to Madison to watch a game. I, my <laughs> buddies in Iowa, where I grew up, are like, "What are you doing now?" And I'm like, "I'm yeah. driving to watch college hockey." So you know, now I get it. You know, I, I feel like I'm yeah. in at least that part. But you know more than I. Um, watching that line play is fun. They do a lot of you know the between the leg passing and blind passes and different things can they get too cute at times do you think uh no without a doubt and 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 that kind of happens um you know especially a guy like Cooley who is so creative and I've never seen a college player um be able to create space in a closet I mean that's what it feels like um he could have two guys on him and somehow he'll he'll create space for himself um but when you get the game and and um and sometimes it's a little bit easier well then you try to get a little too cute and that happens with him sometime uh sometimes but you know as a line they all bring something different to the line you've got the sniper in in snuggerud you've got the power forward um in, in, in Matthew Nice, and you have the playmaker in, in, um, in, in Logan Cooley, uh, and yet they all can score. And so, uh, they just, they feed off each other. They love playing together. They have fun doing it. And, uh, it, I tell you what, every time they go on the ice, um, it's just a pleasure to watch. I, I like to just observing how, uh, you know, you oftentimes, you know, if you're the, the best player or one of the best players on the team, you might have some deficiencies. But I like the fact that, you know, in a penalty kill, nice at what he's done is yep. not scared to get down and block a shot and take one off the ankle or the shin or whatever else. And um, I'm surprised. I remember seeing I had heard about Cooley, watched him. And then seeing him in person, I'm like, boy, he's skinny, but man, is he tough. He is not backing down. Like, like I love the overtime against St. Cloud. He just said, to hell with this. I'm just going to, I'm just going to go win this thing. They're trying to stall it out. And he basically tackled the guy, right? But he got the free puck and then Faber ends up feeding it back to him. And then obviously Snuggerud is just talented all through and, 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 uh, you know, can snipe with the best of them. But um, they all, uh, they're, they're, they're willing to do some things that sometimes star players aren't willing to do. It looks like to me too. Well, I tell you what, and and you could look no further than than Matthew Nice, um, Brock Faber, Jackson Lacombe, Ryan Johnson, uh, Jackson Nelson, uh, Mason Nevers. Those are your and and I'm and and Nice being the only sophomore out of the group there, but that group right there um, is the is how do I want to say this? Um, if you were to define leadership, those are the names that you would put as at the top of the list throughout college sports. Uh, I and and I and I really mean that. Matthew Nyes had a chance to sign at the end of last year, go right to Toronto. Brock Faber could have signed with the LA Kings. Ryan Johnson could have uh, signed with the Buffalo Sabers. But guess what? They love college hockey. They love the University of Minnesota. Um, they came here with a purpose, not just to get to the National Hockey League, but to win a national championship. And if if every young kid could um, talk to them 
watch them, learn from them, um, their chances of, of uh, exceeding will uh, improve drastically. And you can see that now, you know, you look at, at, at Minnesota and they are realistically a young team, a young team, eight to nine freshmen, you know, sophomores, whatever in the lineup. And so you say, boy, that, you know, that's, that's awfully young. But the leadership that the guys I mentioned provide all of a sudden make these guys a lot older and make them understand what it's like to play college hockey, what you have to do on a day in day out um, uh, type of, uh, you know, uh, how you act. Um, And, and I tell you what, those guys have been great. Big 10 has uh, had a good year. They have probably four locks right into the tournament out of the 16. And then depending on what Michigan state and maybe Notre Dame do, they they're on that pairwise, right? Kind of on a bubble. They would need to do some things, yep. uh, but they wouldn't. If they do enough, they wouldn't necessarily, right? Have to win the tournament. I think Wisconsin's the only team. The only way they're in is if they sweep the Big Correct. Ten tournament. Um, yeah, is that the best league in the country right now? The Big Ten. I hate uh, Mike. I I I I <laughs> I don't like to even discuss um, uh, comparing conference to conference. Yep. What I will say is this, the best collection of players are in the big 10. And, and I'll back that up by uh, looking at the number of first rounders, second rounders, third rounders. And we can even go fourth rounders um, of draft drafted players in the big 10. The big 10 is getting the cream of the crop now. Um, and I will say this, I have not seen um, more talented, more talented teams in the country than Minnesota and Michigan. Right. I think they are the top two most talented teams in the country. Again, I'll, I'll put a little ca- caveat out there. That does not mean you're going to win the national title, um, but um, there, there's no question that the uh, the talent in the Big Ten this year is is off the charts. I mean, you I, I think we could argue that Minnesota and Michigan were the two most talented teams last year. Both made the Frozen yes. Four, but neither brought home the trophy, right? Yeah, and and you know what? And and if you go back to last year's Frozen Four, uh, it, I think it was a terrific Frozen Four. I think the best four teams in the country made it to the frozen four Denver ends up, uh, ends up winning it. And, you know, we could have that same type of scenario uh, this year. Uh, But when you get to that, when you get to that point, Mike, you know, you you get to one game, you get to one big save, one big check, one big power play goal, one big shorthanded goal, one big block, uh, a turnover that could lead the other way for a team. And, and, and that's how it is. Um, You know, when, when you get to that, uh, get to that time of the year. I'll go back to my senior year. We made it and we're playing a Michigan state team who was, they were number one, number two in the country. We were three or four. Um, and you know, we outshowed them. I think it was like 20 to four in the first period and we're down to nothing. And, and that's the way it is. Right. And, and you think that you're the better team. You think you're going to win, but you know what? It didn't, it didn't happen that night. And so, um, you know, that that's the way it is when you get to those, uh, you know, to those, uh, you know, f- frozen final four guy, four yeah. teams. Even the championship last year, Mankato, I thought, controlled it. And then yeah. was it one for goal? Two periods. Yeah, one goal slipped through. And the next thing you know, Denver's, 
you know, cutting down the net, so to speak, in basketball yep, yep, vernacular. Yep, you, you got it. <laughs> I mean, crazy. So it should be fun. No, you know, this is uh, this is uh, the fun time of year. The Gophers uh, have a chance here this weekend at Penn State to potentially win the the regular season championship, and obviously they'd love to then get into the the uh, Big Ten tournament and win that. And then um, the the big crown jewel is the NCAA, and that's always fun. So uh, ultimately, uh, in Tampa this year for the Frozen Four. Yes. So, gosh, let's hope that uh, the Gophers make it, and uh, let, let's all go. Let's all go to Tampa. Yeah. Right. I, I I think we should absolutely <laughs> for sure. Well, I want to ask you a few other things, um, and I know you've talked about this many times over the years, and um, we'll have to have you back on a podcast too, where we'll get uh, really deep into it. But you you are one of nine children from uh, Hibbing, Minnesota. Three brothers out of that group played Gopher hockey: Joe, Don, and Pat, and um, all were really good. You're the second leading scorer in the history of the program. Uh, your brother Joe won national titles twice for her Brooks and all kinds of stuff what was it like i want to ask you this your brother joe's playing on those national title teams and you must have been what about seven eight nine years old yep yep. and how was that uh it was uh you know my fondest memories of gopher hockey were when i was not a player at minnesota (laughs) um i followed joe i followed don and in and the great thing about it then mike was you know herb brooks was very very close to our family and he was the head coach obviously then and i'm just this little kid and i had access to the locker room um between periods before games after games whenever i want herbie told the um the ushers or you know security he gets to go through (laughs) and that was it and I, i heard herbie's rants i heard how he coached um i i got to know all the players um, you know, I still to this day, uh, when I see Lanahan's, the Strobel, Strobel's, Rotten's, blah, blah, blah. You know, I, I say, hey, you know, Phil Verkota, you guys are still my hero. They laugh at me. <laughs> and but and but I'm I, I mean it because I grew up with those guys and watching them. And and, you know, they're all good friends now. Um, and they were back then. And they treated me and taught me uh, what it was like to be a gopher and how important uh, that M was uh, on your jersey and how proud you should be to wear it and how lucky you are uh, that you get the opportunity to wear it. And um, I always, uh, I never forgot that. And I never, you know, it was just, it was sacred to me. And, uh, you know, I was, I was lucky enough, uh, lucky enough to play in, at, at Minnesota. And, you know, the funny thing was, Mike, um, I, my, my, you know, it, the recruiting was different back when I was in high school, but you know, my, my sophomore junior year, I'm, I'm getting letters and this and that, and, you know, and, you know, come visit our school and offers. And, you know, I probably had eight to 10 offers in hand, you know, um, during my senior year and I'm, I'm waiting, I'm waiting, come state tournament time. It's March, nothing for Minnesota, nothing, you know? And, uh, and, and, and there were a few schools that said, we're not even going to recruit you because we know where you're going. Yeah. And, and I'm like, well, <laughs> I, I, you know, Minnesota hasn't contacted me yet. And finally, after the state tournament, you know, they called and said, yep, here's your, you know, here's your scholarship, you know, come on. But <laughs> I, I never went on a recruiting trip to Minnesota because they knew I didn't have to, cause I knew the <laughs> campus, you know, like the back of my hand and, uh, you know, so, um, 
that's uh, how strange it was back then. Yeah, that, that, that wouldn't be the way uh, a legacy guy would be recruited today, that's for sure. <laughs> um, now, so what an education that had to be. Like, that's better than any school or college class you had to go to was spending time around that locker room with that head coach and those players, huh? Yeah, uh, it, it, it was because, you, you know, I soaked it all in. And, you know, I'll tell you a quick story about how my brother Don ended up at Minnesota. Yeah. So 1976, Mike, uh, my first plane trip, my parents took me uh, to the national championship out in Denver. And uh, Minnesota plays Boston University. Uh, There was a brawl. Guys got kicked out. Minnesota ends up winning the game and they play in the title game against Michigan Tech. Well, there's an off day before the championship game, and the Gophers are out there practicing. Well, Herbie decides not to go on the ice. He goes up in the stands. So, you know, I went to practice, of course, right? Yeah. And uh, I went and sat by Herbie, and Herbie, uh, and we're talking, and, you know, what are you going to do about against Tech? And, you know, you got to beat these guys, blah, blah, blah. And he, uh, he says, I got to talk to you about your brother, Don. I'm like, what? I said, and I'm literally, uh, so 76, I'm, I'm 12 years old. And he says, here's what I need you to do. I said, what? He said, your brother got offered a scholarship to Colorado college. And, uh, you know, I, um, and you know, we want him to be a gopher, but here's the deal. You tell him, I will give him a full ride. If he tells me that he wants to be a gopher. I'm like, Done. Easy, right? <laughs> so my brother Don is playing junior A up in Canada, and he he calls home the next week, and and I get on the phone. I said I got to talk to Don. Twelve year old Don, Pat you know, Don right? was so Don was you know really you know he really thought that he was you know going to commit to to uh, Colorado College because they offered him the full, and he had you know Herbie didn't offer him any money yet. I said Don, listen to me. <laughs> You know, and Don was stubborn. I said, Don, just tell Herbie you want to be a gopher and it's done. And he hummed and hawed. And finally he did full scholarship, done. And, uh, and, you know, Don went on to be captain and won a national championship in 79 uh, on that great team that they had. But uh, so... Um, Herb was you know, using, I, yeah, Herb I was my, using the twelve-year-old brother. Go for hockey for a long time. Yeah, you were the lead recruiter at twelve years old. Yeah, yeah, that's amazing. That's an awesome story. Well, so as as I mentioned earlier, and you know this, we've talked about it. I grew up in Iowa, so in Iowa, yep. there's no nobody knows anything about college hockey. Although this is a topic for another day. I actually now in today's day and age think if if Iowa, the University of Iowa, added hockey, it would be it would work there because of all the USHL teams in proximity, and there's enough now interest in that state that you know, and you don't need a you don't need to fill Carver Hawkeye. You you know you get four or five thousand a night. That'll work. Um, well, you. Yeah, and, and you know the thing is, Mike, they have a building. Now. They have a building. They have an arena yeah. where uh, the, the the Iowa Wilds uh, uh, minor league team plays in. I think it seats five thousand. Iowa should 
have a Big Ten hockey yeah, team. Yeah, they should. They should. That, that's not why I brought it up. I brought it up just as yep. back backdrop that I didn't. You know, I knew nothing about hockey. I I worked in radio in Iowa for nine years. I don't think, uh, and I anchored a sportscast. Or I anchored you know multiple sportscasts every yep. day for nine years. And even when the Stanley Cup playoffs were going on, I don't I don't remember giving a hockey score. Right? There just it just wasn't yeah. a factor. So then I moved from uh, I moved from Iowa to St. Louis, and I get a job at KMOX Radio, and you know all about yes. KMOX. The uh, now this. This was after the great Dan Kelly had passed away. Maybe you know, outside of our Wally Shaver, maybe the greatest radio announcer in the in the uh, play-by-play guy in the history of of, of hockey, right? Uh, Dan Kelly, the great yep. Canadian who came down to St. Louis and and did the Blues when when they uh, opened up. Um, and then, so I, I get the job there, and I'm doing mostly baseball stuff. Thank goodness, because I couldn't have carried anything to do with hockey. Still, probably couldn't. But I was doing mostly Cardinals pregame and postgame. At that time, they had the St. Louis Rams, and every now and then I would hear people talk about Joe Micheletti and I'd be like yes. Joe Micheletti yeah yeah he did hockey here he was the blues color commentator he played for the blues and and then he hit the big time man he's out in New York and he's big time and every now and then he'd be a guest on the talk shows at KMOX to talk NHL and KMOX is a station that's produced Bob Costas and Jack Buck and Joe Buck and Dan Deardorff and uh. all these greats over the years they you know that's where they all got their start and I felt lucky to have worked there and Joe Micheletti falls right in there and so that's the first time I had heard heard of any Micheletti and then yeah. uh, when I moved here I'm like Pat Micheletti I've heard about Joe and so it, it's been kind of cool to now uh, follow and, and and learn the history of, of your great family but that's that's the first time I heard about any Michelettis was was when I started to work in St. Louis in 2001 and occasionally Joe Micheletti's name would be brought up in high regard like high high regard like yeah this guy he hit the big time he was so good um, you know New York came calling and so that's pretty cool. Yeah, and and you know what? And he, had, you know, you you bring up Dan Kelly, and and uh, uh, Dan Kelly was the one who got Joe uh, started in broadcasting. Uh, he needed a a radio color guy, and Joe had just retired, and 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 such, and and Dan brought him along, and was really really hard on him, and really said, "This is how you act." This is how you act on the road. This is what I expect on, uh, out of you as a broadcaster. Here's how you do it. Here's how you analyze. And 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 Dan, uh, you know, Dan was you know one of the, one of the greatest of all time. And and so I know uh, Joe's very thankful. Um, to all the people in St. Louis who helped him get going. Yeah, and and so people who watch Big Ten Network hockey, Dan Kelly uh, Jr. Yes. Uh, does some games, and may, maybe fewer this year. I haven't seen him as much as years past, but he was a Columbus Blue Jackets announcer for a while. That His dad is the great Dan Kelly, uh, yes. and John Kelly is is his brother, and is yep. Dan Kelly, and they, he's doing blues hockey now. But anyway, the, the Kelly family, uh, they used to tell this great story that, you know, because KMOX booms out. Like when I was doing Cardinal postgame shows, I'd get calls from Mississippi and Tennessee and Texas and, you know, uh, yeah. you know all, all the way to Florida sometimes. I was at spring training one time covering the Cardinals, and it was like 10 o'clock at night, and I just in the rental car flipped it on, and it was coming in in, in, in Jupiter, yeah, I, Florida. I used to get it in Hibbing, Minnesota. No question. you can believe that. No question. It was so, unbelievable. So uh, Dan Kelly's from Canada. They bring him in to do Blues games, and then many years later, he's in Toronto. Uh, just, just the Blues are playing the Maple Leafs. He gets in the cab, and he just says wherever he wants to go. I forget, you know, Marriott, whatever. I'm just making that part up. And the, um, the cab driver turns around and says, are you Dan Kelly? 
And he's like, yeah, how did you know that? And he goes, well, I listen to KMOX here in Toronto every night because I'm a hot, you know, he's a hockey, you know, in Canada, Canada, you listen to whatever you can listen to and KMOX is booming in Toronto. And this guy, like he's asking to go to the Marriott and in that little bit, he's like, that has to be Dan Kelly's voice. So that's, uh, that's pretty cool. Yes. Uh, all right. So you've got the three brothers that played uh, hockey. So obviously they, they, uh, you and your two brothers dished out uh, all, uh, you know, tons of scored tons of goals, dished out a lot of assists. But um, I got to ask you about the biggest assist in the Micheletti family came in 2015. Your brother Jerry, right? Yes. Tell us about that. Yes, he he played at the Air Force Academy, and uh, you know the really interesting story. Um, you know, about our family, you know, I'm the youngest of nine and, and Jerry, um, you know, you, you grow up as a family and you know, you're, you're closest to your next sibling up and so forth and so on. And, 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 um, Jerry and I were, I, I, you know, I mean, as family, you know, you're, you're around everybody, but we never really got close. Right. And then, so he graduates from high school, goes to the air force Academy and then doesn't come home ever again, really. And it could, he never could come home in the summers uh, because of, um, you know, everything that was going on at the Air Force Academy. And so um, it was really um, a, a new, con- a, you know, rekindling the connection of, of the brothers that we are. And, um, and yeah, he, uh, you know, I needed a kidney transplant and, you know, he was the first one to sign up and, and, uh, get tested and, and he came through for me. And I tell you what, I, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I love him to death and, and so thankful that, um, you know, he was able to, to help me out and save my life. Yeah. 2015 at the Mayo Clinic. And what a, um, you know, what a story and what a bond now, like literally you guys are connected here, I mean, physically and emotionally with that and how, um, and, and the thing has gone great, right? You thought it was a back injury at first, just an old hockey injury. Right. And, and then, and then it was like, yeah, we better get this. It was, it it was really weird. And then, you know, my, my wife looked at me one day and she said, you know, you look awful. You look terrible. And my brother, and they said, you know, you're losing all this weight and, you know, just, I, you know, but I didn't feel bad. And so they said, well, they got, they got me into Mayo and, uh, you know, initially they thought it was, you know, the Mayo thought, you know, I had a blood cancer or something. And then, you know, all, you know, after all the testing and stuff, they just determined my kidneys were failing. And, uh, and, and lo and behold, Mike, it was caused by overuse of Motrin. And, you know, because you know, I've had, you know, at the, at the time I had had 14 knee operations. Um, and you know, I just, I knew I needed one, uh, after I retired from playing and, you know, my doctor advised, you know, if you can just hang on, you know, for another 10 years and, you know, through all that time, I'm just, you know, just trying to get rid of the pain from sure. popping these Motrin left and right. And, you know, it just, um, you know, unbeknownst to me, it uh, affects your kidneys and, and, and mine, you know, went, they were shot, both of them. And uh, so I was uh, just really, really fortunate that, uh, you know, unlike a lot of people who are on a waiting list, uh, you know, my brother was able to to donate and he gladly did. And, and he's doing great. And, 
Um, so very, very lucky, very thankful. Yeah, and it's such a such a meaningful thing. In fact, um, I think you and I have talked briefly about this. We should talk more about it at, at some point. Uh, one of my very best friends from high school, about three weeks before you got your uh, new organ, he had a kidney transplant at the Mayo Clinic. You guys were actually for a time shared time on the same floor oh. in 2015 at the wow. Mayo Clinic, and he's doing well too. He's um, he, he's he's uh, living in my hometown uh, down in. Iowa, and he's got three beautiful daughters, and his sister, uh, who was many years older oh. than him, also was the uh, donor there. She lives in Connecticut and came back to uh, Rochester and donated the kidney, and they're they're both doing uh, wonderfully as well. And he had a he, he knew when he was younger that eventually he'd need to get a new kidney, and so it finally yep. came to the point. And it was funny because he was always our most energetic dude, right, amongst my group yep. of friends. And even until he got the transplant, he was always the guy that didn't need any sleep and didn't you know he was always always funny and 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 outgoing and uh man now with the new kidney the guy won't he, he he's it's crazy. he said i didn't realize you know how lack of energy he had until he got the new kidney yeah. and now he's running around yeah, with his it, uh, young kids it, it was amazing uh, you know my, my doctor uh, my surgeon uh, told me he said you know what once i get this thing inside of you um feel free to do whatever you want you know he, you know because i was on the, after i found out you know, I had to get on a strict diet and, you know, it, it was, uh, you know, could only, you know, obviously eat certain things and no salt and all that. And, um, you know, when that, I tell you what, the, 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 I, I can't, the, the Mayo Clinic is, is just Amazing. unbelievable. Yeah. I, it, I, I, I don't know if I'd go anywhere else again because, you know, they were just so, so wonderful and treated, uh, treated me and took care of me so well and it it was it was great. Yeah, it's a, it's a great facility. There's no question. My as you know, my dad went through several different cancers from 2009 yes. until he passed away in 2019 and uh, he would drive up from Iowa to the Mayo Clinic for and they could do so much because everything was kind of all in one location and um, there's no question they extended his life by a number of years with with what they were able to do and even right up until the end they kept him going and it was uh, just a great place for sure and um, so my friend um, in his transplant, the the thing that's off limits to him is pomegranate for whatever reason. Is that the hmm. same with you, or do you not have that restriction? <laughs> I, I don't have uh, no. I, I you know I I don't have uh, any restraints. Yeah. Um, if I do, I don't know about them. Yeah. Um, but no, I, it's uh, it's it's uh, you know what I have to do now is um, you know obviously I take medication every day, but not a ton of medication because. I qualify to get um, an infusion every month, every month, once a month, yeah. and uh, it, it's really slick. It it's like taking all those pills, putting them into one, and you know, in your body. And so, um, you know, so that's been uh, been really good and really nice and 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 helpful and and you know, a lot easier on on the new kidney too. So I treat it like a baby, Mike. Yeah, for sure. I treat it like a baby. You have to. Now, has that prevented you? Can you still get on the ice and skate or, or, and just, just for recreation or do you have to kind of play it safe that way? Well, here's the deal. Okay. Uh, I've got to be honest with you. I could, if I wanted to, Yeah, Mike, when I retired, I put my skates so far up in the attic that they're unreachable. <laughs> no kidding. Uh, okay. When I was done, I was done. Yeah. Uh, and, and really, you know, my body was so beat up. Um, you know, I, I helped a little bit with my kids when they were growing up, but, uh, um, no, you know what? I, I played it competitive competitively. Um, and it's, it's, it's different when you're, when you're, you know, some could just 
uh, play the sport to just have some fun. For me, it wasn't like pickup basketball, right? right? Yeah. And 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 so I, uh, when I was done playing uh, in a competitive team type game, I I was done. Well, you mentioned fourteen knee surgeries too. That that probably wasn't easy to try to go out and it just for the fun of it skate on sore knees either, right? Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. All right. Last couple here for you, Pat. Uh, you and I talk a lot of Gopher football over the years. Yes. Uh, you're a big fan, and um, and it's always great to see you. And we'll we'll catch up in the hallways, and um, and the next thing you know, it's an I'll, hour hour and I'll, later. And I'll try yeah. to tell you how to fix the team, right? Yeah. Yeah. And and and, and but it's great. That's the beauty of, of yeah. sports. Um, but I do want to mention. I don't know if a lot of people know it you were on pj fleck as a potential coach long before the gophers hired him um you were a big fan and remind me was it because you were up there covering hockey at western michigan that you kind of came upon his story that's correct uh and and, you know you know part of my preparation for games like yours is uh you know trying to uh get as much information about the school about um the 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 players, the coach, uh, the, you know, from the training staff and, and, um, Andy Murray, uh, longtime coach at, at Western Michigan, Michigan now retired, uh, was the head coach. And, and, and this was like, I think two years before PJ, um, uh, was, you know, courted to, to, to be the gopher coach. And, and he, we would sit in Andy's office and he would tell me, um, story after story about PJ and about, how, how good he is and um, how much he cares about his kids and, and uh, his philosophy. And, and I, I tell you, I just, you know, I, and then I started paying attention to, to Western Michigan. I started following him a little bit and, and, and watched him when they were on TV and, you know, in the, in the, uh, in the, in the Mac. Uh, And, you know, you just uh, right there, I, 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 I remember telling you, I remember telling JG, I said, you know, this is a guy, this is a guy they got to go after. <laughs> and uh, sure enough, but, you know, they did. And, uh, you know, it's, 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 it's been great to have a guy like him lead our university and, uh, and what he's done with the program. Yeah, for sure. I agree. And, and um, what, what he, where I still have yet to meet him though. So is that right? Uh, I'm going to leave it up. Uh, leave it up to you. We're going to get you to uh, a practice to, to, for to sure. get us together. Yeah. Please. Uh-huh. I, I, I can't believe that, that, uh, that you guys yeah. are not connected. All right. Cause you were, you were like the president of his fan club early. So uh, spring, I was. spring ball, here's what we're going to do, Pat spring ball. You're going to be uh, my guest at practice and we're going to get uh, you and PJ together after one of those practices here in a few weeks. I guess they'll start in, in late March into April deal. Uh, I'm I am on. Yes. All right. We're gonna get that we're gonna make that happen. That'll be great. That'll be great. I'll I'll look forward to you guys meeting each other. Yeah, I I I you know I've always wanted to. I've admired uh what he does, what he stands for, and and uh you know, just the care about the student athlete. Um and 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 you know, people forget that. People forget sometimes, and uh, he doesn't, and that and that and that's wonderful. Yeah, he's a gem, absolute gem. Well, hey, you have work this weekend. We'll see you on Big Ten Network. Tell us about your schedule so we can watch. Yeah, I'll be I'll be the studio analyst uh, tomorrow, Friday, uh, for a doubleheader, and then uh, and then right back at it uh, Saturday. So uh, we'll uh, we'll have a lot of fun. The Gophers are on uh, uh, Big Ten Network both nights. Uh, uh, against Penn State. So um, 
Uh, we'll break that down and uh, we'll have a lot of fun. Sounds great. We'll look forward to watch it. And then, of course, we'll uh, look forward to you. Are you scheduled to be back with Wally and Frank at some point, too? Uh, I can't let those guys miss me too long. No, yes. Not. So yes. I will be back uh, uh, on the air with them the following week against Ohio State. Uh, and hopefully they'll have it clinched by then. Yeah, for sure. All right. Hey, Pat, uh, we'll watch you on TV. Thanks so much. It's uh, great to have you on the podcast, and let's uh, do it again soon. Mike, thanks. I really appreciate it. My thanks to Gopher great Pat Micheletti for sharing his insights and his stories on the Go Gopher podcast, episode 58. So much to share, and I look forward to having Pat back on the podcast sometime soon. The Go Gopher podcast, episode 58, is presented by Sunbelt Business Advisors and True North Mergers and Acquisitions. If you're buying or selling a business, visit sunbeltminnesota.com or tnma.com. We're also partnered with Affinity Plus Federal Credit Union, a local member-owned, full-service financial invested in you. You can learn more at affinityplus.org slash gogophers. They have a top-ranked mobile app as well. And we're sponsored by State Farm agent Tony Hoagland. We are podcasting episode 58 from the Aquarius Home Services studio. Again, I'd invite you to go back and listen to past podcasts, and please be sure to subscribe to the Go Gopher podcast right now. It's absolutely free to subscribe and free to listen at any time. And please share the link with others so they can listen as well. We'll talk again next week.